0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good morning everyone. I want to share with you a thought that occurred to me uh, this past Shabbos that um, I think is very compelling. We know that Sefer Devarim is referred to as Mishnah Torah. It's a repeat of the Torah. In fact, the first Hosef in Gitin asks, Why is it get 12 lines? Because again, is called Sefer Krisus, a book of cutting off. And Teisus says there are 12 lines of cutting off in the Chumash. Between Bereshus and Shemais, there are four lines. Between Shemais and Vayikra, there are four lines. Between Vayikra and Bamidbar, there are four lines. So there are 12 lines of Kirisus in the Torah. Ask Thaisus, what about the four lines between Bamidbar and Devarim? Says Teisus, no, that doesn't count. Because... Devarim is just Mishnah Torah, just a repetition of what's already in the Torah. Rav Moshe Feinstein asks in the Debar Yisrael, well, what do you mean? There are more mitzvahs in Devarim than in any other Sefer. So Rav Moshe very interestingly says, well, had Klai not sinned with the Meraglim and with Kairach, all those mitzvahs would have been in the earlier Svarim, and then in fact, Devarim would have been a complete repetition. Be it as it may, Devarim is called Mishnah Torah. Um, my friend from Montreal Rav Yossi Kunreich, alerted me to the idea then that for all intents and purposes, the Torah ends with Sefer Bamidbar. In other words, Mase in a sense, is the end of the Torah because Devarim is just a repetition. So then it compelled me to try to analyze, how does the Torah end? it would probably very, be very significant to study the Torah's closing message. And Hashem gave me a great gift. Because the Torah ends where the family of Bnei Gilad, Ben Machir, Ben Manashef and the family of Yosef came to Moshe. And they said, you know, Hashem commanded you to give us Eretz Yisrael B'gayra, And Hashem also commanded you to give the inheritance of Slavchad, our brother, to his daughters. Because we know Slavchad only had daughters and no boys. And the Menuhi Slavchad petitioned to Moshe. And Moshe said, well, let me ask HaKadosh Baruch. Hashem said, yes, indeed, if there are no boys, the girls inherit. But now the family is saying, well, what's going to be if they marry someone from a different tribe? So then the land of Yoisef of Menashe will go, let's say, they marry someone from Don to Don. And let's say they were to die, now their land will be inherited by Shevet Don. So now the Yerusha of Shevet Menashe will be transferred and moved over to Shevet Don. And there's going to be a diminution in the Chelek of Shevet Menashe. So the Bnei Gilad ben Menashe, they said, you know, this is going to cause problems because Shevet Menashe starts off with uh, this amount of land in Eretz Yisrael and because Salafchot only had daughters, it may be transferred to a different Shevet. So what are we supposed to do? So Moshe tells Bnei Yisrael, Api Hashem, Kein Mate Bnei Yosef they're speaking good. Here's what you need to do. Marry anyone who you want, However, you're only allowed to marry someone from your shevet. You can marry anyone, but only someone from your shevet. And this way, this way, a yerusha will never be transferred to a different shevet. This is the closing message of the Torah. And I thought to myself, is this such a critical message that the Torah has to end off? Okay, the final. Divine communication from the Almighty to Klal Yisrael is that if a man dies without sons and he only has daughters, they cannot marry out of the Shevet. This is how the Torah ends. And then it occurred to me, it is so beautiful, it's so symmetrical, that the Torah is ending similar to how it begins and how important it is for us to read this, specifically at this time of the year. Namely, as follows: The Torah begins "Bereshis Baralakim." Rashi brings Amar Rabbi Yitzchak "Loi Hayaloi LaHashel Alamei Chaydash Hazelachem." Why does the Torah begin that Hashem created the world? "Ela Kaiach Higid LaAmay Losay Slohem Nachlas Goyim." That if the nations of the world come and they say, uh, "Klal Yisrael took away our land from us," they took away Eretz Yisrael. Hashem said, "I created the world." I give it to whoever I want and I take it away when I want. In other words, the reason why the Torah begins bar is so that we understand and recognize the rightful ownership of Eretz Yisrael. That is the opening message of the Torah. Who are the rightful owners of Eretz Yisrael? But lest you think the Torah says that Eretz Yisrael belongs to Klal Yisrael on a national level, the Torah ends similar to how it begins. Not only is Eretz Yisrael the land of destiny of Kal Yisrael on a national level, it's the land of destiny of Kal Yisrael on a tribal level, on a personal level, on an individual level. And we have to preserve that whatever your personal chilek is in Eretz Yisrael, it does not go to any other tribe. It's not enough to have a national connection to Eretz Yisrael, you have to have a personal connection, you and you have to do everything you can to preserve that the chilek that Kadesh Baruch Hu gives you and your family, nothing is done so, to, to allow it to go to someone else. So the Torah therefore is beginning and ending with the connection of Klal Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael and every individual Yisraeli to Eretz Yisrael. It's pointed out that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's first communication to all the Avos, Avraham, Yitzchak, <speaking in> Hazois, <Hebrew> Yakov, David, Moshe David, was about the centrality of Eretz Yisrael. And especially this time of the year, when we're trying to be Mesakein, the Ched Hamaraglim, who had apathy to Eretz Yisrael, who we said over many times from the Maral, that the gallus is not a punishment, it's a natural consequence. You cry over Eretz Yisrael, so that means you're not connected to it, it's not the land of your destiny, so you can't have it. And the way to get it back then, is you need to, therefore, desire Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, in Parshas masse when it talks about the... Borders of Eretz Yisrael uses a lashon of v'hisa avisem. Perhaps a lashon of ta'ava. You need to, when you speak about the borders of Eretz Yisrael, it has to be desired. It has to be yearned for. So just like the opening message of the chumash is of masav la'amei Nachas goyim, the rightful ownership of Eretz Yisrael to kliyos on a national level. It ends off that we have to do whatever we can to preserve it on an individual level, and this is a tikkun for the chen Hamaraglam and ultimately, our avoda during this time of the year, the bain ha Sarim, that we shall obi zoicha to return with the coming of the geula, b'biyasko el tzedek, b'mher Aminu amen. Amen. Shalom. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.